Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Title with Emerald Coast Title Services. I'm president of ECTS and host, Dion Moniz. And I'm Ashley Bowen. I'm a licensed title agent and co-host. So today we're going to talk about types of tenancies, and that's T-E-N-A-N-C-I-E-S. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like there's a T in so there. So these are the different ways you can take title to the property. Yes, exactly. Um, and that is determined on the warranty deed that is recorded at closing. Right. So you better tell us before closing how you want to take title. <laughs> well, we're going to ask. But yes, it's something to think about uh, when you go to buy a property is how you want to hold title to that property. So there's two types of tenancies. Ashley, why don't you tell us about those? Okay, so there's tenants and severalty, um, and then there's joint tenants. Or co-tenants. Co-tenancies. Co-tenancies. Co yeah. Okay. Um, so there's um, tenants and severalty is a person who holds real title alone, um, which means that his or her interests are severed from all others. So that's why it's tenants and severalty. Yep. And then the joint tenants or the co-tenancy is whenever you own the property with someone else. Right. right. And then there's different types of co-tenancies or joint tenants. Um, what if it's like, if it's just an LLC or just a trust or just an entity, is that a tenant? That is still tenants and severalty because it's one. Well, yes, it's owned by an entity, uh, so yeah. But in because, this case, we're talking about pretty much individual, the way individuals can Right, this title. is regarding individual tenancies. If you own property through an entity, then obviously the operating agreement or the governing document for the entity then controls when they can sell the property, et cetera. Uh, so, but with regards to individual tenancies, that's what we're gonna get into. Okay. and. So there's three types of co-tenancies. Joint tenants is actually one of them, but there's also tenants in common and then tenants by the entireties. And so we'll start with tenants in commons, tenants in common, which is the default, um, which is if you say John Smith and Jane Doe, and that's all you say, then it's presumed tenants in common. And so tell them what tenants in common means, Well, Ashley. so I assume that if it just says Tom Smith and Jane Doe, um, that they are going to, it is going to tell us to automatically assume a 50-50% ownership if it's not specified. Um, each tenant holds their own separate interest in the property. And so John Smith can sell his interest, his 50% interest to someone else. And, and Jane Doe still has her 50%. Yes, the interests are separate for each co-tenant. Uh, and so if it's tenants in common, yet yeah, one of them can sell their half uh, to someone else without the other tenants or co-tenants uh, approval, which and is interesting. If someone were, if one of the co-tenant, the tenants in common were to pass away, um, then their part of that property will um, have, it will go to their heirs or right. however their estate is. Yeah. There's no out. right of survivorship. Okay. And so, uh, and again, so it's completely separate interest in the property. And so any co-tenant has the right to sell, convey, mortgage, or transfer his or her interest without the consent of the others. Okay. So they could even take a mortgage out on just their 50% and the other party wouldn't have to. I mean, technically, yes. I don't know what bank would do that, you know, because right. they're going to want a mortgage against all property. of it in the case they have to foreclose. But yeah, I mean, if they just have a mortgage against 50%, they can foreclose that co-tenant's 50% mm -hmm. interest and then, you know, turn around and it'd be sold on the foreclosure uh, steps or the 
courthouse steps foreclosure. All right. Um, okay, so that's the default uh, tenants in common. The next one is joint tenants, which is when the co-tenants actually have an undivided interest. Actually, let's back up. So actually what happens, you mentioned earlier under uh, tenants in common, if there's two names on the deed, it's presumed 50-50. Well, what if there's three or four uh, names on the deed? Well, then we're gonna have to assume an equal ownership share unless it's specified. Yeah, so you can actually specify different percentages. It doesn't have to be equal shares. Mm -hmm. It could be 50%, 25%, and 25%, but you have to tell us. Right, because that has to be specified on the deed. If it's not specified, then we're going to assume it's... one third, one third, one third. Exactly. Right. So be thinking of that as well, because we've certainly had situations where one person owned a larger share than the other co-tenant. Um, and so it can be split up any way you want. You just have to let us know. Mm -hmm. All right. So joint tenants is, again, where you have an undivided interest. Uh, and so it's called unities of title. And that's basically four different requ requirements. So all joint tenants must hold an undivided right to possession, hold equal ownership interests, acquire their interest at the same time, and acquire their interest under the same instrument from the same source. So Okay, so like they have to have taken title on the same deed and they all have to have the same amount of ownership interest. You can't have a fifteen eighty-five percent correct on one of these yep. joint tenants. And one joint tenant can't sell or, or do anything with his or her interest. Without with, the other. Yeah. It's they like either a all agree couple. or they don't. Yeah, It's exactly. kind of like a married couple without being a married couple yeah. in this case. Right. Yeah, they're all bound together, essentially. Okay. So joint tenants without additional language that we're going to get into also does not have a right, right of survivorship. survivorship. And so it creates a little more of a problem if one joint tenant dies how that undivided interest is handled, but ultimately it passes through the estate plan of that joint tenant. And so that's a probate issue, obviously. But um, typically, if you are joint tenants, you want to have rights for survivorship. That's all that requires is for us to put on the deed John Doe and Jane Smith as joint tenants with right of survivorship. And that, then it's so easy if when someone passes the handling of the property, because then you just have to record a death certificate for the most part. Yep. And then the title's automatically conveyed to the surviving owner. Right, exactly. You don't have to worry about probate. You don't have to worry about a will. It automatically, so if there's two owners, one of the, or two joint tenants with right of survivorship, one joint tenant dies, that 50% automatically passes to the surviving joint tenant uh, with nothing else being done other than recording the death certificate. And in, so, in this case, in the previous case, in tenants in common, um, if someone were to pass away, then their heirs would get the property. However, their estate is probated and they can do whatever they want with that 50% of the property. But in joint tenants, because they have to take title together and then do they also have to relinquish title together? Yeah, so ultimately... Um, Actually, great point. So in the tenants in common situation, if the interest passes down through the will, the heir can do whatever they want with that interest. They can sell it, whatever. Joint tenants, they just become an owner with the other joint tenants, until, and they're bound to the rest of them. Until everybody wants to sell. Yeah. They step into the shoes of the deceased joint tenant, and they can't do anything with their interest unless all joint tenants agree. Okay. Yeah. So um, 
And like I said, we recommend if you're going to hold it as joint tenants, you might as well have it with rights or survivorship. Otherwise, do tenants in common because then you there's more flexibility um, to do what you want with that interest in the property. Okay. All right. And now that, so you said there's three types. You've got tenants in common, joint tenants, and now? Tenancy by the entireties. Okay. Which is basically a married couple. And so the key language on the deed there, as long as you say John Smith and Jane Smith as husband and wife or a married couple, then that automatically triggers the tenants by the entireties uh, protection or category for that uh, ownership. And it's basically like joint tenants. It's that they're con the, the husband and wife are considered one owner for legal purposes. So it's an undivided interest. Again, they can't do anything with their, it's not a separate interest that can be disposed of or anything else. So it's just like joint tenants in that situation, but it automatically comes with right of survivorship, which the joint tenants doesn't unless you specify the survivorship language. So if it's tenancy by the entireties, automatically rights of survivorship. So one spouse dies, the deceased spouse interest automatically passes to the surviving spouse, no will needed, no probate, et cetera. So it's nice and clean. And so, but there is a benefit, one of the benefits of tenancy by the entirety is that um, the judgments against one spouse can attach to property that is owned as tenancy by the entirety? Yep, that's the other big benefit you get with tenants by the entireties is you get creditor protection automatically. So the only way a creditor can get to the property of the married couple is if the judgment is against both spouses. Now, Homestead, we won't get into that because that's a whole different situation, but because uh, that carries separate protections under the uh, Florida Constitution. But yes, in general, if a husband and wife own a piece of investment property, <clears throat> and it's got the husband and wife language on there, so it's tenants by the entireties. Then, if the judgment is not against both spouses, the judgment does not attach to that property whatsoever. So that's a benefit, but um, a problem with tenancy by the entirety is that when you own property with your spouse as tenants by the entirety, then you cannot alienate or encumber that property without your spouse. So That's then you're right. stuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't sell that property without your spouse's signature and you can't get a mortgage on that property without your spouse's signature. Yeah, which is even, like joint tenants, but yeah. Even if, I mean, I probably at least twice a year I get a call from <laughs> there's some guy who wants to refinance his house and his wife that he's been separated from for 20 years, they're not married, but they're still married. Um, they don't want her to have to sign and I'm sorry, sir. She's going to have to sign. We're going to have to go find her and she's going to have to yeah, sign. Right. Where you get the situation where the spouses are estranged pending divorce, but the divorce isn't final. One spouse is trying to sell the property maybe without the other spouse's consent or knowledge. Or wanting to buy a yeah. property so they can move out, but they have to sign the darn thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, and you can have, so, if it's John Smith and Jane Smith, nothing else on there. If it doesn't say husband and wife, then automatically it defaults to? A joint tenants, right? Tenants in common. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because in, in order to invoke joint tenants uh, category, you have to say John Smith and Jane Smith as joint tenants or as joint tenants with the right of survivorship. So again, if there's nothing behind the names, 
on the deed, then it then defaults tenants to in common. tenants in common. Okay. Yep. But I hope that we never see a deed that says John Smith and Jane Smith and nothing else. Right. It's really important that you put everybody's marital status on there. And that's something we always ask uh -huh. at the very beginning. We send our form out uh, asking you how you want to take title. And that's the reason that, that we ask the marital status is because if you take title as a married man, um, then, and it is your homestead, right? Spousal interest. Then yeah, I was just going to get into that. Spousal interest. Right. Um, and so whenever you go to sell it, then, and it, if it was your homestead and you were a married man, then we need your wife to sign it. Yep. Um, absolutely. So under the Florida constitution, uh, or the Florida statute, sorry, there's this, what's called the spousal interest in the homestead. So if husband and wife are living there, even if the wife isn't necessarily on the deed, she still has a statutory interest in that property. And so banks primarily, if it's going to be a homestead property, they will require the spouse, even if not on the deed to be on the mortgage where that spouse agrees that if the other spouse defaults under the promissory note, then both spouses consent to foreclosure of the property. And so otherwise you can't, you can't sever that spousal interest that's protected under Florida law. So yeah, it becomes a problem if it's homestead and both spouses are on the deed. I mean, not a big problem, but that's why you're going to see banks require both to be on the mortgage, even if they're not both on the deed. And there's no, um, in the state of Florida, there's not a waiver of that spousal no. interest. I've had a lot of lenders ask me, can't we just sign a waiver so she doesn't have to sign? Nope. I didn't think so. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, and a lot of, again, if they're in the middle of a divorce, um, I've had to tell one spouse that, sorry, your, your wife does have half, half an interest in that property, even though she's not on the deed because Florida law says so. So anyway, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> <laughs> not talking about divorces today. Okay. So we've got <clears throat> two types of tenancy, either tenants by severalty, which is where you're severed from all others. You own it all by yourself. And then there's co-tenancies. And then within co-tenancies there, we've got the three types, tenants in common, which is our default the joint tenants and the tenants by entireties. Yep, exactly. And the tenants by the entireties is the strongest. Yes. Yep. That has the most benefits. So um, I think we've covered it all as far mm -hmm. as types of tenancies. Uh, so if you have any questions, feel free to send us an email or, or post it to one of our uh, podcast pages, whether you're watching or listening. We hope you are watching or listening or uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us on any of the other podcast channels. Uh, feel free to look us up on social, follow us there. And uh, in the meantime, I guess we'll say goodbye for now. Bye-bye.